Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Kira Knightley has the same speaking voice as Sean Connery. So, right. So it's like. She says Sean Connery on HRT. So it's like, you have no sense of decency. You have no sense, sense of, of decency. decency. My timbers are shivering. <laughs> my timbers? Shivering. Shivering. My, my, my deck pooped. <laughs> my boot strapped. Uh, <laughs> uh, plank walked, mama. Okay. <laughs> the plank walked. Scurvy so in my <laughs> Not that. Um, I'm so bad at this. So everyone, grab an orange so you don't get scurvy, because today we are talking all things pirates, specifically the iconic film franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean, and we're going to be talking all about Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, and like... Ugh, Kind of Johnny Depp, even though we don't support him, obviously. And we're going to talk all about pirate culture, adventure movies of the early 2000s, and give you all of our opinions and hot takes, because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Torado. Yes, I know we said that we were taking a break for two weeks, um, but then we decided that, you know, we wanted to go um, pirate around. Yes. And... Um, pillage a little bit longer. Yes, just a little longer, so hang in there. So this week's episode will not have a news segment. But or, that's or fine. Just like contemporary events. Yeah, just segment. go on Twitter and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be back with regular episode formats sooner than you know it. Next week, and barring unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> well, you know. Let's not make any <laughs> promises we can't keep. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Fifteen men on a dead them's chest. <laughs> Fifteen loads on a dead them's chest. More like <laughs> it. Rose, you have said, as you often say about um, many, shut, many, shut many up, films. Friend. This is as the <laughs> today. 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 Shut up. Shut up. You're so predictable. Today we are. Today we are discussing today we are the discussing greatest movie ever the created. Movie ever made. And according okay. to Rose. Okay, I know. The greatest listen, movie in listen, history. I you know, knew exactly what I was going to say. I know that I say a lot that something something we're talking about is 
the best movie ever made. The best. You know book, what you also say a lot? This. Written. You know what you also say a lot? This clarification this, around the greatest movie ever but made. The movie. <laughs> The movie we are discussing today is legitimately in my list of my top 10 films of all time. I know that. I know that much is true, but that's not what you say. You say that this is the greatest film ever made. Yeah, well, which like. is, you know, I wouldn't argue with. Well, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl is better than Gone with the Wind, better than Citizen Kane, better than Casablanca, better. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Better than. Titanic? Maybe. All those movies are very... I mean... Okay, name a movie and I'll tell you Pirates of the Caribbean's better. (laughs) Um, Schindler's List. I knew you were going to say Schindler's List. Better. (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean's better. Outsold. Okay. 12 Years a Slave. Better. (laughs) Never seen it. (laughs) Pirates is the best Holocaust movie ever made. The best disaster movie ever made. um, The best social justice movie ever made. The best movie ever made about gender nonconforming people. Truly. Okay. I want to be clear about something. We are talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but we are mostly talking about the first film, which is like kind of like the only film that I recognize. Wow. So you don't love. I know the third I do one like is the garbage. Second, I do like the second one. The third one is okay. I think the second one's the fourth good. one sucks. The fifth one we will not discuss. I didn't even know there was a fifth one. Also, I want to give, you know, the caveat that I understand it's very complicated to talk about Johnny Depp in 2022. We do not support him. But this is his best performance. But this is, yeah, one of his best performances. You wouldn't say his best performance. What would be a contender for Johnny Edward Scissorhands? Best perform- I uh, like a quieter Johnny movie. Depp performance. But that is a, it's a great role. But, you know, art from the artist, as we always say. <laughs> Not not when we're talking about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp sucks, but we right, we but will I, be talking about him a lot. But today. His, but his art as an actor yes, is is I think you know Chocolat Rose. I know. Oh my god. Not, I really want to watch Chocolat. I I, I need that, someone to watch Chocolat with me. I, I can't you, watch it alone. I know you want to watch. I it, I bring it up every time every, we hang out. Every time <laughs> we hang out or go on vacation, you're oh, like, like, what if we, we watch Chocolat? Do you want to be bad? Like, we could be, like, <laughs> on be ketamine. On fi- I think this actually happened when we were on Fire Island. Like, we it were did. on K, and you are like, let's watch Chocolat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's just, like, go back here to talk about uh, what are... This is a very our generation movie. In fact, I would say that Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, one of the movies to define millennial early aughts culture and everything that would follow in action franchises and the Keira Knightley of it all and the Orlando Bloom of it all. Yes. And honestly, like, I do feel like it played a major part in what was my, uh, I guess, like, like most people growing up on Tumblr in the early aughts, my obsession with nautical adventure (laughs) culture and stories. Um, And I I feel like that this escapism that came with Pirates, being at sea, and all that jazz yes. was something that has always been a part of my ethos and um, still is. And you know, funnily enough, pirates were never really a thing for me growing up, except mm. Mabba Treasure Island, which we will discuss later mm-hmm. on in the episode. Of course. But the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney is one of my favorite Disney rides. And we have to, you know, to put this film in context, like... We have to talk about the fact that it is a movie that is based on a ride at a theme park. Um, Which I did not know. You broke that news to me. I had no idea. That's crazy that you didn't know that. I had never been to Disneyland World. I had, had like, only as a kid, like, as, like, a five- or six-year-old had I been, and I couldn't go on this scary Mm. ride. So I had no idea. And, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, so Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride, is... Um, what our, um, you know, our theme park expert, Matt Rogers, would call a dark ride, um, Mm -hmm. where you're, like, in a moving vehicle and going through, like, different kind of dioramas and, like, little scenes. Jump scares. And the ride opened in 1967, and the movie... 67? 67. The film Uh premiered in 2003, so it took about 35 years to make this movie, um, and 
where were we culturally when Pirates of the Caribbean came out? So I guess like this is the era of the Harry Potter movies coming out. I was going to say Harry Potter craze is rampant. Big Mm -hmm. franchises. Big. This was definitely the the era of kind of the the boom in blockbuster movie franchises. Fantasies specifically, right? Like Chronicles of Narnia skyrocketed up. Like, I mean, they they saw Lord of the Rings and they were like, get Chronicles of Narnia out there immediately. Disney probably wanted to get in on the action in some way. And so they Mm -hmm. looked at their existing IP and were like, what can we adopt? As we as they are want to do, you know, every quarter. <laughs> They're and, like, hmm, let's look at old things we've already done. And, and I don't think this thing of adapting a, a theme park attraction into a film had ever been done before. I wonder, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I wonder if they were like, oh, what if we did a Pirates movie? What if it's based on our really popular ride? Or if they were like, what if we make a movie out of a ride? Let's do a pirate movie. So who knows? But Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, is, to my mind, a perfect film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I actually agree. It, it is a perfect film. And um, it cannot be understated that it is a staple in bisexual culture. Um, oh, absolutely. Specifically because if, you, you, because if you're bi, you have no choice but to be attracted to both Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley. As I was and, and still am. And as I was and still am, I mean, Orlando Bloom is aging so well. I mean, he he looks so good right now. And Katy Perry is a lucky man, um, woman. <laughs> oh, my God. No! You just clocked Katy Perry's teeth. No! Um, Katy Perry is Orlando a lucky woman. Bloom, like, yeah. I, Orlando Bloom looks just as good in this movie as he does now. And, like, in very different ways, obviously. Like, in this movie, he's giving swashbuckling waif vibes. And mm-hmm. now he's like, that's a man, Maury. And it's all working for me. I really feel like he is, like, one of the last great heartthrobs of, like, the totally. late 90s, early aughts. Like, well, because he... you have the one-two punch of this and Lord of the Rings kind of, yeah. like, at the same time. Yeah. And I honestly, like, heart because of social media... Like, everyone's a heartthrob now, and therefore no one is. So we don't have that kind of concentration around That's a very, you know, that's himbos. a very astute point. I, I yeah. actually, I've been seeing a lot of conversation about that in terms of fashion and, like, trends, about how everything is trending right now, so that means nothing is trending. And I yeah. think you're right in that it applies to people, too, and that, Like, you know, we obviously there's still like we have like the Twitter white boy of the month. Like currently it's that guy from the bear, right? That everyone's obsessed with. Yeah, right. But those are not on the same level. It's not the same level. Orlando Bloom was an institution in pop culture in a way that Mm -hmm. like men simply are not now. I think maybe someone like Harry Styles comes close, but like... I was just about to say, I I, I feel, yeah, like they they don't make them like the Jonathan Taylor Thomases of the world anymore. Or Leo. And I... You know, Leo. I think Orlando was like the direct successor to Leo Mania. Yeah, I, I I wonder, I do agree that Harry Styles is the only person in my mind that is reminiscent of, like, you know, Tiger Beat era heartthrob culture. The only one, the only other one I could think of was, like, Shawn Mendes, but he feels, I mean, I just don't think there's anything sexy about him at all, and yeah, I also don't think that he totally has the same, yeah, I don't think he has the same appeal either, um, but Harry still has exactly what we look for in a heartthrob. Um, and Orlando, I mean, this is his legacy. And I want him to be in more movies. Like, where did he go? He's, Why doesn't uh, he, he do still stuff does anymore? things? He actually was in this Amazon series called Carnival Row, I want to say. Was it's, he a carny? No, it's him and Cara oh. Delevingne, jump scare. Oh. Um, oh, and it's a fantasy show where Cara Delevingne's a fairy. Um, and he's like a detective. It's it was actually pretty good. I I liked it, but I don't think it's I, I I think it was renewed, but I doubt a second season is getting made. I I, I do want to say like I instantly loved this movie when it came out and like loved seeing it in theaters. But where this movie really 
sunk its teeth into me was when it came out on DVD because mm. I, this is something sick and twisted that I did. <laughs> I, and I think I've talked about this before that like when I, when I was a teenager, cause this is kind of like how I was conditioned. Like my mom always fell asleep with the TV on. So like, mm. that's kind of how I used to fall asleep when I was a teenager too. And like, I've suffered for, I have like a life not long, battle with insomnia and so like having the tv Mm. on was just kind of like a distraction and for i would say probably like a year i fell asleep with pirates of the caribbean on every night and Uh. not just pirates of the caribbean but specifically the dvd commentary track with i with here knightley and the guy who plays Norrington, Jack Davenport, who I'm pretty mm. sure is gay IRL, maybe, mm. or at least, no, you know what? It, it's not that he's gay. It's that he played, which I found out later when I finally watched it, Matt Damon's love interest in The Talented Mr. Ripley. So he has kind of a gay vibe. And he and Kira in this DVD commentary track, which like I need to find some way to watch it with that again because like obviously I don't have DVDs and like don't have a disc drive anywhere but he and Kira just have this very real like really good banter on this commentary track and it was so soothing I guess it was kind of like listening to a podcast in a way I was gonna I was just about to say it's very like ASMR podcast a lot of people use podcasts to fall asleep these days because you know they're so boring I did last night R.I.P. DVD commentary like oh my god he was married to Michelle Gomez wow so he wasn't gay no, not gay, uh, allegedly. Uh, I miss DVD commentary. I, 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 I think I, you know, in the long run, I'm like, you know, art doesn't need to be. It's kind of distracting. It might not be necessarily true to the art to like have all that context around it. It's kind of like cheating to me. But I do think that we should, as a culture, find a way to do a version of that in contemporary times. I'm thinking about... um, Well, podcasts do that. Like now there's Mm -hmm. this whole boom right now of the stars of old TV shows going back and rewatching them and doing podcast episodes about them or movies like two of the Twilight stars have a podcast where they talk about Twilight um, I know there, like One Tree Hill, isn't there a read podcast that you've talked about before that Sophia Bush yes. does? Anyways, back to, right, you know, to the, the, the Kira of it all. She is 17 when she was, she was 17 when she was cast. She's 18 in this film. She looks 34. Like she, she is she looks very a, mature. a mature, she has always looked, yes, I'm not saying that as an insult. She has always looked like a full-grown woman (laughs) it's so jarring to me to learn that she was 18 um but it it adds so so beautiful in this and she's good she's perfect for the genre she is queen of corsets she is oh and i love how much the corset is like part of the plot because the whole Uh reason that she faints and falls into the ocean and like jump starts the plot of the movie is because her corset is too tight Mm-hmm. We at Like a Virgin love any corset in corsetry plotline. Yes. My favorite sequence in the film is I mean, obviously, it's oh, you best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. Like that whole scene where she's like having dinner with Barbosa and then she like runs out and sees the pirates like turning to skeletons so in the moonlight is the best part of the movie. And like it and gives me chills every time. The graphics at the time. Like, I was terrified. Yeah, also I... the scene where they, I think towards the end of the movie, where they're, like, sneaking up on the, the like, armada, and so they're walking on the ocean floor as skeletons. So good. Ugh. So compelling. So creative. Cinematic invention. And, like, I one of my favorite sequences is um, the first sword fight between Orlando and Captain Jack Sparrow in the blacksmith's kind of, like, barn. Mm-hmm. It is so such a well choreographed fight. It's like so in the canon of like, you know, that kind of action movie. And damn, it's just like, I kind of, I mean, it's almost like, I, I think a lot about like what happened to action movies um, because they are every summer the blockbusters that we go out to see. And yet 
every time I walk out of the theater of an action movie, with some exceptions like something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, it's like, I am really desensitized to the action. I'm exhausted by the repetitiveness or the formulaic nature of actions, especially if they come from the MCU. Well, because it's all CGI and like there's no, it's, there's no way to track things and it all just becomes this sort of like, like splat of, of things going on on the screen and none of it has any like weight Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's no, like, tactileness to it. And so seeing people, like, real people fighting with swords, like, there is just something I think that will always be more compelling than the biggest, you know, CGI fight scene. Because, like, the, you know, the end of Avengers Endgame is just, like, all green screen. And so because of that, it just, like, it's so easy to zone out during it. Because it almost has this, like, hypnotic quality. Like, it's like playing video game. Yeah. And something else is, like, a lot of action movies these days are all based on, you know, existing IP. And, you know... That's as is Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I was going to say, it's usually, like, based on another movie. Like, a movie that came out ten years ago, or another TV show, or whatever. Um, but because they had to fully fabricate a plot, characters, like, set up... It- is an original film, you know yes, what I mean? And like, there are callbacks. It ha- it's there all are callbacks original. to the ride. Like there's little. Oh, I didn't know that. There's little Easter eggs, but you know they invented this story, and it's actually like a really interesting, compelling story of you know like the stolen gold and the curse, mm-hmm. and like you know they have to get the like you know that Orlando is like the son of a pirate, and um, it's I think it's just such a it's such a good story. It's like. Very simple, but twisty and funny and scary and spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Spooky, They're spooky, teeth. spooky. They're teeth. They're all. Um, they, also... they actually should be. These pirates should uh should find should find support at Dorit's homeless, not toothless oh, charity events. Um, there's some gay representation in the movie, and of course, I'm talking about um Pintel and Rigetti, who are the the two pirates who like very obviously are boyfriends. You know the oh, ones right. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? I um, do, I do. We... Don't they become gay in like the third one no, or something never. like that? Disney would never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to well, me, I don't know what they're up to To me, days. they are queer icons. Okay, yeah. I mean, honestly, any anytime there are two male characters in a film that are standing next to each other and talking, we, we as an audience have no choice but to presume them gay. Especially if they're pirates, like butt pirates. Especially... Yeah, and like back in the day, like, I don't know, like, it's it's sea law, maritime law. Well, like, pirates do whatever the fuck they well, want. Like, and I have read, a, fucking... I have read enough pirate fan fiction to know that women were not allowed on boats because, like, of superstition. I guess, like, well, duh. They they explore that in in the film. They do, and because of that, obviously, the pirates were fucking and sucking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean that's the only outlet they had. I mean, now I'm thinking once again of of those teeth. Yeah, well, because once you lose enough teeth, you know, you are able to better gum up a a dick. Not gum up, you know, just slide those gums along the shaft. Gum up, Phoebe. Phoebe's losing it. Um, Also, just like imagine, like imagine the nasty nastiness of like having anal sex. Like, when you've been at sea for six months. And and here's the thing. All these girls got gangrene. All these girls got scurvy. They've all got, these girls they've got things fleas. we've never heard they, of. They've got fleas. They've got lice. They've got dreads. They're white people with dreadlocks. Not appropriate. They, they are, <laughs> inappropriate. Um, it, is, it is just, it does not they sound are, like a they fun are sexual toe experience. They are up. So up, up and up on salty. Ships. You, and you go in salty. for a, you go They're in for a lick. and piss. There is a thin layer of brine, piss, and this is at an and, era and, and, and ship residue. This is in an era skin. where people who lived on land were only bathing like once a season. <laughs> so imagine what people at sea without access to running water were doing.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Okay, if you were on a ship, Rose, like what what role do you think you would have? Like, would you? I'd be, be the captain. Are you looking? I'm the captain. You really think? Yeah, that's. I'm either the captain or I'm dead. You wouldn't want to be like you know, first swab in the poop deck. No, honey. yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to be the cook. No, no, no. I'm. The I'm nurse. management. I am management. I'm white collar. Uh, I I don't know. I I feel like I I was really uh. I was really obsessed with, like, nautical culture as a kid, or not as a kid. You were? Yeah. Like, I mean, my first tattoo is, is like, this, like, nautical phrase, hold fast. Um, like, I, I, you know, wrote an entire novel that was, like, a queer nautical adventure novel. I wrote my senior year thesis in college about the inclusion of gay characters in adventure narratives and talked a lot about nautical adventures. Wow. Like, I, I was a stan. And I, I used to tell people that Moby Dick was, like, my favorite book, um, even though it wasn't. because that read that, that well, no one should read that book. That book needed an editor, and it actually says a lot about um, the fact that, like, I think one of the only people that really reviewed it was his, like, kind of Mel- Herman Melville's like boy crush, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne. And you, I mean, talk about sucking and fucking; those girls were going at it. But you know <laughs> that, like, you know that Herman Melville like gave this That's like nine hundred. Yeah, it is. Gay you know, ass name. Herman <laughs> and Melville. You, okay, okay. <laughs> that sounds a little bit too much like Brandy Melville. <laughs> I don't know. You got a lot of L's in that name. He must be gay. Um, yeah, I feel like um, Herman, you know, handed this 900 page manuscript to his crush and was like, do you like it? You know what I mean? Like, and Nathaniel Hoffman was like, sure, like, whatever. And then he like published, like, what are passages upon passages upon passages that are basically like marine biology textbooks like entire paragraphs about whale semen and making it into candles like she needed an editor you know when i was a kid i really wanted to be a marine biologist Um, every kid wanted to be a marine biologist do you were you like obsessed with the ocean as a child yes i think my not even though you were landlocked 
even though I was landlocked, I was obsessed with the ocean. Um, but now, in present day, the deep sea is one of my greatest fears. Mine too. The deep sea and outer space. I I don't think... And, and honestly, no. the ocean is scarier. I don't think there's anything yeah. in the known universe as scary as the ocean because it's not known. And also, it's very close to us. It's, it's right, right there. there. Outer space... Very far away, famously. Like very how, far away. Yeah. How are you, how are you gonna get there? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, how are you gonna get there? Luck, I don't have to worry about that things spaceship that spaceship you speak of. You know. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You exactly. Could, you could literally go fall into the ocean. Yeah. You. If, if you want to threaten me, uh, Mama, you're hundreds of years away. I'm gonna be dead by the time you get here, and this planet will be destroyed. Second of all, but like the deep sea, right under our fingertips. And like, what the 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 thought of like getting on a boat and being like, I'm gonna go explore this vast world full of monsters that want to kill it's, me no 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 and pirates like kind of capitalizes on that fear right but like we had well there i mean let's talk about the kraken in the we, second movie exactly we had a photo unleash the kraken of, like a, a, pe, pe, in a people's history we had a photo of the moon before we had a full photo of a humpback whale like that is like the sea the, is the, mysterious the bottom of the ocean just like the thought of it gives me chills it is so terrifying like the darkness and the pressure not even the creatures which like obviously are terrifying you know it is one of the scariest things to me from my childhood um that haunts me to this day is my favorite museum is the natural history museum in new york city um and my favorite part of that museum is obviously the hall of marine life where they have all the different dioramas of like different like nautical landscapes and there's one it's like in the back in the corner and it's of the bottom of the ocean and like a giant squid wrapped around a whale and even just like standing there used to terrify me as a child but also it like kind of excited me like you know it's like it was like pushing a bruise it was like it hurt but in a good way um, yeah. but truly, like, if I, like, f- if I was, like, a pirate and, like, fell overboard into the ocean, I would, I would take think. out my, my dagger, my <laughs> sword, and just slit my throat. Like, it's, cur- it's, it's over. It's over for me. Over. Yeah, do not invite me on your deep sea coral reef adventure, okay? Scuba diving? No, ma'am. I don't want to see it. Have you spent I, I, a lot I, of time on boats? I, I love boats because they protect me from what, you know, whatever is inside the ocean. I do not like going into the ocean. Have you ever, like, I think this is one of the, the most, one of the things you can do as a human to feel the most, like, small is, like, no. um, being on a boat out at sea and, like, jumping into the ocean is, <sighs> whew, I've only done it a few times in my life. When I was a... When I was a teenager, my family, we had a boat and we used to like go out into the ocean and there were only a couple times that I, like it's one thing to sort of like, you're out with a bunch of people and you like get off the boat and kind of like paddle around the ocean, but to like jump off and you have that feeling where like you sink down and it like takes a second for like the air to lift you back up and like you can get turned around and you don't know which way is up and which way is down oh my god just like oh just thinking about it is like terrifying drowning would be the worst way to go um if you if you were okay let's say let's say you and i are are on a pirate ship okay? okay you are not the captain neither of us are the captain we, but we, we feel like there's to something. You? <laughs> well, I'm saying that like there's mismanagement afoot. Like we don't really believe in oh, this. Oh, has there been a mutiny? Anymore. I was going to say we are going to stage a mutiny. How would we do it? Um, I think one cancel, of us could we maybe... cancel the captain. We, <laughs> we, we, dre- we dredge up some tea. We find their old tweets. No, we find their old, I mean, what an old timey. We find their old letters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you're like um. Well, in 1867. No, honestly, said, like we fully kill them. We like. Yeah. Okay, so we. This is okay. This Throw this, this the is DC. the scenario. So we are the ship. We are the whores of the ship. We're oh, like yeah yeah that's we're like, the tea, that's know, the tea. We are the the like yeah, we're the we're like the painted <laughs> eunuchs of the ship. Um, or actually, as they would say, harlots, hussies. No, I think they maybe? would say whores. Um, okay. <laughs> 
We are the we are the bum boys. Strumpets, if you will. Of the ship. Um, the strumpets. So, so what we do is, like, one by one, we're, like, luring different crew members who we <gasps> who we want off. We're, like, luring them to, like, a secluded part of the ship for a little, a little like, you know, a little tickle, tickle, the, a little suck and oh, fuck. Oh, yes. And then and offing them. And killing them. We, like, throw them overboard. One by one. Slit their throats, whatever. And so... Honestly. So we've gotten sort of, like, we start out with, like, the lower level people, then work our way up to the mid-level people. And then finally, we're, like... Um, oh hey captain like do you want both of us at the same time oh and hey so we captain like, so we like are in the captain's chambers we like put on a show and then like at the moment he gets a private dance he gets a private dance <laughs> private dance and then at the moment of his climax we tear our wigs off because <laughs> obviously we're wearing wigs I tear my wig off and I am uh, in non-binary. I'm yeah. half half we, woman. Because we have man. to do a reveal. Um, we yeah. tear our wigs off and we're wearing shorter wigs that are just like a little bit more unclockable. No, little little, um, little kitty cat wigs, little bus yeah. driver kitty cat wigs. And then we kill the captain. Um, and then we parade his corpse out to the remaining crew who we also have gotten onto our side with mm-hmm. sexual favors. Mm-hmm. Um and then we're the new captain. We're co-captains. Uh, but then, incredible. unfortunately, six months later, I do kill you because I know that if your ambition was able to get you to the level where you enacted this plan with me, I can't have you on the ship because you're going to well, come for me eventually. The joke's on you because I made a deal with a sea witch right before I got on and killing me will then curse you for eternity. Okay, that's so fine. Then I, get to, then I get to have my ship for eternity. Yeah, you get to have your ship for eternity, but then you'll, be, you'll never be sexually And I satisfied. have an octopus face. Just like... And you have an octopus face, which, you know, he was hot. Oh, absolutely. What was his name again? Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah, hot. I mean, you know that he... Are you into tentacle porn? No. I can fuck with it, literally, um, occasionally. There is some, you know, kind of alien porn that I've seen where I'm like, not no. I'm into like, like, I'm into like a tentacle face. Tentacle dicks, I'm not sure about. Like multiple wriggling flesh colored dicks. No. 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 Not for me. Not for me. But I, I, I would never yuck anyone's yum. I would. So being a pirate is like, I would say 60% about eyeliner. What eyeliner yes. do you think they're wearing? I mean, it's, uh, it would be too obvious to say a Pat McGrath moment. And honestly, it's a little too dirty for Pat. I feel like it's kind of a NYX moment. It's kind of like a clumpy NYX mascara. It's um, like a smudge. It's like a smudge. I, I would actually say it's more, it's maybe MAC. Like a Mac mm. smoky smudged mm. eyeliner vibe. Well, there's also you know bandanas and 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 ear- earrings. Oh my god, I'm literally wearing a bandana you, and I earrings. Was, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want to say it because it felt <laughs> a little too on the nose. But like a you are giving a, you are giving a little pirate right now. I am. I am. Um, yo ho ho. All these yo ho ho. Indeed, all these pirates though were kind of giving like a little gender non-conforming drag. I mean. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And like oh, they were like they were like going to the Flemus sample sale. I- <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I feel like um. Johnny probably like had sex with a man as like uh, you research for the role. Like I I'm feel sure like he Johnny had to Depp step into many men for quote unquote research. Yeah, but I don't know. I actually want to be clear. I don't think Johnny Depp is gay. I, don't think I just so think that he, you know, because he's very rock starry. Like no, I, mean, I he, think he once you cross a... a certain level of fame, you're just like sex is only about power, and right. like you just use sex as a tool to feel more powerful than people. Right, right. And I mean, he did famously base this character off of uh, Mick Jagger and Pepe Le Pew. And Mick um, Jagger is in one of the later films as Jack Sparrow's father. Right. Was he, is he an abuser? Mick Jagger? Probably. Probably. I mean, Pepe Le Pew definitely was. Pepe Le Pew, known abuser, absolutely never asked for consent. You know what used to be one of my recurring sexual fantasies um, in college was there's a... You were getting fucked by Pepe Le Pew. (laughs) Yes. No, there's a photo of... There's like a very famous photo of Mick Jagger and David Bowie. They're kind of like all over each other. And I used to like think about them hooking up all the time and used to like jerk off to it. That's hot. I mean, that, those hot. are the, that like, the golden and, era and of like, rock stars. I'm sure that it happened. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. David Bowie can't make music like that without sucking and fucking. There's a David Bowie movie coming out that I, I really want to see. <gasps> it's like a documentary slash concert film. Um, oh, I don't want that. Not like, not concert like concert film, film but it's like... It's, oh, like his concert. Yeah. It like, okay. it like rebuilds like performances of his i think i'm very excited for that i um i bowie's definitely one of my cultural blind spots i think all of my mm. uh knowledge and obsession we should do with a bowie, bowie came from when that movie comes the out perks of being a wallflower yeah let's do it i would love to i i love bowie you, <laughs> you yeah, i will you i will king. um tonight i will masturbate thinking about getting fucked like by peppy Le Pew. let's talk about some other Pirate media. Treasure Island, yeah. girl. Uh, so, the uh, best Muppets movie to have ever been created. I, I I, slightly agree. I slightly disagree because I love Muppets Take Manhattan. And Muppets oh, Take Manhattan, I thought you were going to say Mupp- Christmas Carol. I, I mean, obviously, I love all Muppet movies. I love all classic Muppet movies. But Muppets Take Manhattan, when Kermit gets hit by the car, I have never cried so hard while watching a movie before. Muppet Treasure Island have a very visceral memory of receiving the VHS of it uh, for Hanukkah one year. Um, mm. It was one night I received a Muppet Treasure Island, a sketchbook, and like one of those huge packages of like crayons and markers and paints that, you know, kind of like all used to come together in one like artist palette. Beautiful. And I just like spent that winter break like drawing Kermit and Miss Piggy. Um, I don't remember a lot about Muppet Treasure Island because I truly have not watched it in maybe 20 years. Wait, we need to watch because it is Miss Piggy's best work. In my opinion, I I think it's the best Muppets film. Although, I mean, I know you're a traditionalist, but I actually think 
the first new one with Tina Fey and Jason Siegel is really beautiful. It made me cry. Like, it was so good. I did um, see it and remember liking it. Like, it was fun. And Fiona Apple is famously in it for, like, seven seconds. Or her voice is, I think. Miss Piggy said I had potential. I'm, oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fiona Apple isn't in it. Joanna Newsom. Joanna Newsom. Why is Joanna Fran, Newsom in? Fran, Joanna Newsom and Fiona Apple are not the same person. I have you seen them in the same room before? <laughs> um, have you ever? No, I haven't. But but, but actually, but do you, were you a Joanna Newsom stan? I, I because liked, she does fall into the echelon of Caucasian, you know, I, I, I liked that, I liked her first couple hard. albums for sure. I think a, a problem with her that. And, and this kind of goes back to our conversation about Kim Petras before. I mostly, like, don't listen to her a lot because her music's not on Spotify. And, like, if it's yeah. not easy for me to access, I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah, it's not. But proud of her for sticking to her guns and fading into irrelevance. And but, you, know, you know what? To me, the most iconic thing Joanna Newsom has ever done was have that song be in the trailer for that movie, The Strangers, and be so oh, creepy. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a very effective moment in the trailer. Okay, other pirate stuff. I mean, obviously, Captain Hook um, in both Peter Pan and the movie Hook, which I kind of only realized recently, like, to me, it's like one of the most important movies ever made because it was such a huge part of my childhood. But Hook I think, or... yeah, Hook. But I think Hook is wow. like a, a flop. I, I think it's like considered wait, like wait, wait. a bad movie. What? By, wait, really? By, like, I didn't. Culture at large, yeah. Oh my God. I have never heard that before i feel like it's so beloved like if, if if i mention hook at in at any you know house party where millennials are present everyone starts talking about it immediately because i feel like it was so formative to us i didn't oh, know no, it, it was, was a it was a success it, no it, it, it made 300 million dollars maybe um, you're thinking about the one where rooney mara played oh no Tiger Lily. it is no it's a um it's a it's a critical flop it it got really bad reviews. It uh, what? Yeah, but you know what? Those reviews are wrong. They don't. Yeah, they don't get it. They can't see the vision. Um, I have never seen the the Peter Pan movie where Rooney Mara plays Tiger Lily because why would I? But I do know that there's a live action Peter Pan coming where Jude Law plays Captain Hook, which I am very excited for. I um I was really let down by Jude Law in the Harry Potter movies. And so I'm therefore not really excited. But to, I or love maybe Jude his Law. if he's gonna throw himself into it, he better he better give us something really new. Like I want full character invention. I don't wanna see Dustin Hoffman's hook. I don't wanna see Disney's hook. I don't wanna see any other hook. I wanna see, you know, his hook. I would like um, to I, see an actual, like, kind of scary, villainous hook rather than a campy, over-the-top, faggoty hook. Yes, but the faggoty... I mean, Dustin Hoffman's faggoty hook is incredible. Like, it's so, so faggy. Um, and also, oh, wait, it, it must be st- stated for the virgins that Glenn... I'm, do you know this? Glenn Close has an iconic cameo in Hook. Did you know this? No. Who is she? Glenn plays the pirate that gets thrown into the boo box. Oh my god! Wow. I didn't she know has that. full beard, full prosthetics. She like you can loves see her Glenn some Close eyes. fuckery. Um, yes, she does. Angels in America tees. We we do not talk enough about the fact that Julia Roberts was Tinkerbell in Hook. I mean, and she's gorgeous in it. I mean, it's so funny to. It's like a, a very Spielbergian thing to be like Peter and. Tinkerbell were fucking, sucking right? Fucking. But a hook is, was definitely also extremely important to me. And I I, I would, I think uh, uh, some of the virgins have requested a hook episode. Hook was, so maybe there's more to uh, be done. Uh, hook to. was one of the movies I rewatched over and over again. You know, Maggie Smith is in it. I'm just looking at the cast now. Maggie Smith yeah. is old Wendy. Gwyneth Paltrow is young Wendy. Yeah, um, and George Lucas and um, Carrie Fisher have cameos as face- faceless people kissing on a in a memory montage. I remember one of the sexiest parts of the movie is when at the beginning when Robin Williams gets thrown into the ocean and all the mermaids come and like kiss him to to oh, um, yeah. give him air. It's the like, movie's it's so like visceral. weirdly erotic in several places. <laughs> I know that Rufio is like a big first movie crush for a lot of people. I didn't well, see the vision. I didn't see the vision for them. Queen. 
I mean, like the little Quing, belly Quing. shirt, Quing, the little belly shirt, the little mohawk. That's like basically what people dress up as when they like go to a Suzanne Barsh party. Yeah, I mean, well, all, all no, I, I do want to say something, and I don't think I'm being rude in saying this. Everyone who falls on the non-binary spectrum is giving pirate in some way. <laughs> well, pirates were the I, first non-binary people. I think there people. is a huge overlap between non-binary presentation and pirate presentation. Yeah. I can't wait for you and I to um, lead a mutiny on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Covered in cum. <laughs> for some reason, with tentacles. Consenticles. Because Cons- you, have to, you have to consent. Uh, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, tag us, slide into our DMs. Yes, you can tag us at Like a Virgin for 2069 on Instagram. And you can, of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Uh, I'm your co-host, Rose Domu. You can find me anywhere online at Rose Domu. And I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squishco anywhere you want. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, rate us on Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week. You better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. That was pretty good. Was that good? Yeah. That's a good Jeffrey Rush. Bye. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.